You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I have the biggest grin on my face. I am so excited to introduce you to our guest today. It has been such a long time in coming, this conversation between us. I don't know if I've ever worked so hard to get a guest on our show, and he's worth it. I am very excited to share with you just the amazing information that he brings into this really high-level embodiment, integrative, um, you know, we talk a lot about embodying the abstract frequency, connecting into source and divine, becoming that in the world. And that is where he is sitting. And so, so it is always delightful for me to be able to share guests like him with you. Clayton John Anger is an award-winning, best-selling author of The Ego's Code, which, by the way, is probably one of the best titles I've ever heard. Um, he's an international psychic medium, spiritual teacher, entrepreneur, all over the world, U.S., Australia, U.K. magazines. I mean, I could go on and on and on. This guy looks really, really good on paper. But most importantly, he, like I said, embodies that essence, and you're going to hear it if I stop long enough to welcome him to the show. So please join me in welcoming Clayton to the show. Welcome, Clayton. Thank you for having me, Tony. I really, really appreciate it. I'm so excited um, to be on your show. It has been a while. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really grateful to be here. And, you know, it's all divine. I was going to um, say divine timing. Right time. <laughs> Perfect. Well, now we're going to talk today about... Right time. Beautiful. We're going to talk today about the evolution of psychic awakening. Um, this is a conversation that's very near and dear to my heart as we move into, you know, what I feel is kind of this next era of superpowers. Um, and so I'm, I'm really, really keen to, to dive into this with you. But before we do... We like to kind of put people on the spot and say, what are your superpowers? Uh, what are my superpowers? Um, okay, that's really cool. So my superpower is um, I'm telepathic. So um, I often hear the thoughts and, ex- and experience the feelings of others. And I am often find myself in conversations where I'm talking to people and they say, I was just thinking that. How do you know that? I said, ah, oh, because I'm telepathic. And then I'll just get to play with it and have some fun with it. And, <laughs> and, it's, and it's really, really, really cool to be able to do that kind of thing. I love that you called that out. We have um, here at Superpower Experts, we have what we call predisposed superpowers. So we have Cat 1 and Cat 2 superpowers. And mind reading is definitely one of our Cat 1 superpowers in the sense that so many people are capable of it, predisposed to everybody's capable, but some, so many people are predisposed to it, but they have no idea that it's even possible to think someone else's thoughts. So I love that you kind of own that and call it out and that it's not like this, don't, 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 I'm a telepath, you know, like that defines the essence of who you are. So I so appreciate how you delivered that information. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, we, we've all got it. My, you know, my daughter regularly um, calls me out on stuff and um, or she'll come to me if, if I'm not listening to my guides, for example, and say, okay, I've got a message for you. You're not paying attention. So and she will tap and tune into to my telepathy and, you know, and we, we play with it and mm-hmm. um, I have girlfriends come up to me and say, this is not for me. This is for you. Um, mm-hmm. I say, okay, I'm listening now. I'm listening now. Um, so it's, yeah, everybody's got, everybody's got that gift. Yeah, we're all yeah. I love it. That's our world too. How old's your daughter? 
my daughter is 14, nearly 15. Mm. So it's, um, I, I was stood with her yesterday. I thought, oh my God, you're now nearly taller than me. And I, I'm <laughs> six foot one. And she's at least five ten, five eleven. And I'm thinking, oh, what's going on here? How fun. Well, beautiful. Yeah, our, our eight-year-old is uh, one of our hosts for, she hosts the show Superpower Kids. So that's, that's common oh occurrences in our house. And we, we often, like, we'll check and be like, were you just thinking about this? And they're like, ah, yeah, how'd you know? And I'm like, uh, this is how this works. So it's fun. I, I love that you play with that. So talk to me a little bit about Ego's Code. Like, where, again, brilliant title. Where did the idea for that come from? Okay, that's that's a really really great question. Um, if I if I look back over my life, and in my twenties I experienced you know um, deep depression. In my thirties I experienced deep depression, and in my forties, early forties, I started. To, I realized I was sabotaging every area of my life, and I thought, what on earth is going on? And and I woke up one morning, and my guides were poking me, saying, "You need to go to Stonehenge." I said, what? I said, no, 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 I'm tired. No, no, leave me alone. And they said, no, you need to get up and go to Stonehenge. So I got up and, you know, went into the resistance of, of that and drove for about an hour, an hour and a half and got to Stonehenge. And Stonehenge um, 10, 12 years ago is not like it is today. You could actually get access to the stones. And I went and sat with the stones and I had my umbrella and it was throwing it down with rain. And, and I literally sat in a very short meditation this portal opened up in front and I got sucked through this portal and as I got sucked through the portal I found myself in front of Druid masters and and ancient ones and uh, they literally uh, said to me three words the ego teacher and then I found myself back into the here and the now I thought what what's that all about and then over the next few days, weeks, and months, um, I would either be working out, I'd be meditating, I would be working in my corporate job at the time, and I would be getting downloads, and I would be getting images, and I would just make notes of them all. Um, and then I started to get information that uh, negativity is not negative. Uh, from a spiritual perspective, it's energy that's available for transformation. And, and so... The journey then started to unfold, and as I then sort of started to look at my own life, I realized that I had created um, a lot of what was going on in my life, and there were traumas in my soul. And so I, all this stuff started to come through and started to build a picture. So the purpose, so a lot of people have a misunderstanding about the ego. The ego gets a bit of a bad rap. You know, it's the devil within or... You know, it's the voices in the head and all that kind of thing. But actually, what, what really happens is, is that everybody is on a soul's journey. And as we embark upon this soul's journey, there are things that we need to learn, experience. So for myself, one of the biggest things I needed to learn was about receiving love. And, and, and as I embarked on this journey of receiving love, what I realized is that there were tears in my soul. And as I experienced these traumas, these tears in my soul, part of my soul would leave and go into a place in consciousness where it, feel, where it would feel safe. And then into the hole or the void within the soul went all the negativity associated with the traumas around love, as an example. And then at the point of incarnation, when I was born, my higher self separated into two. And keeping the numbers clean, 99% of me remained the divine 
higher self, the divinity that's around me or that flows through me, that connects with me on a daily basis and communicates through the heart. And the other 1% um, formed the ego. So the ego and the higher self are one and the same. And the ego acts like a beacon and sends out signals into the universe or the quantum field or the divine spiritual system and attracting situations and circumstances and people to us so that we can learn. So wherever we have um, negativity, hardship, pain, challenges in our life, we, there is a pattern to it. And that pattern is what I've called the ego's code. And my book is all about helping people to decipher that code so they can actually live with more happiness and more joy and, and actually use negativity as a fuel for success as opposed to something that keeps them stuck in the past. So that's a bit of a whirlwind journey of, of where mm. it came from and, and the meaning of the book. Beautiful, beautiful. I love everything that you were just talking about. What a powerful experience and, and what courage to step into it. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick break. But before we do, where can our listeners go to find out more about you? Uh, people can follow me on Twitter at uh, Clayton J. Anger, um, or they can go to my website, claytonjohnanger.com. Uh, they can join our community. and uh, There's free meditations and new newsletters and there's lots of new things that are coming out over the next few months so um, my website um, or on twitter are the best two places to follow me right now awesome thank you so much for that so when we come back we're going to dive deeply into this concept of the evolution of psychic awakening and unpack you know really what does that look like so stay with us you're not going to want to miss this we'll be right back are you here to change the world do you talk about things like vibration frequency awakening and consciousness are you pretty sure you have superpowers the superpower net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities we provide training intuitive guidance peer-to-peer learning intensive one-on-one coaching and a high vibrational network of people just like you when you join the net you get 24 7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers if you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world then join the superpower net today visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more awesome we're back we're talking today with clayton john anger about the evolution of psychic awakening and what i like about this topic is you know, we talked a little bit before the show about this kind of how things tend to evolve. And so sometimes it's like the, the gifts awaken and we start to see things and then you kind of, you know, and, and the idea that you could possibly be telepathic or empathic or um, have these kind of superpowers or be psychic is, is kind of this out there concept for a lot of us. And then we settle into that space. And, you know, I often say we don't realize that we just build another construct around that, that we eventually have to kind of break out of again and go into the space um, where I call, you know, the embodying the abstract frequency. I think you mentioned it as, you know, really tapping into the defined. There's a lot of ways to describe it, flow state, but it is the, the idea that, you know, the gifts kind of are the, the teaser, if you will, like, like maybe the dangle, you know, like, Ooh, we could do these things. And then, and then it's like, it's not about the doing of the things. It's about those are tools in this truly embodied and integrated experience. What, what is it? I mean, you're, you're very public figure in terms of being, um, you know, psychic medium and doing those things. What happened for you as you started to shift in this kind of higher awareness of your work? 
I, I think a lot of it is for me was around acceptance. It's about, it's about acceptance. You know, when I wrote my book, um, and I actually put on the back of my book, Psychic Medium, you know, I was spending a lot of time within the corporate world. I still, I, I'm still a corporate consultant, um, helping businesses to live in, uh, and lead with congruity, um, which is about living through the beingness within an organization, but to live through the beingness of the divine within an organization, you need to take the leaders and the individuals there um, who work in that organization. And so for me, it was a lot about taking the risk and, and, and putting that label or that identity for one of a better description out in the world. But we are more than identity. Um, the extension of my work now in terms of, in terms of the extension from the Ecos Code and, and the new teachings that I'm doing is looking at the journey between learning and remembering. So learning presupposes that there is something missing. But if you then take a bridge which takes you into remembering from a divine perspective, we're already whole. But we have been conditioned by society and generations that negativity is bad and wrong or that the divine uh, belongs to um, certain you know, people and divine spirits and leaders out in the world. But actually, we're all divine. And quantum physics has proven uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are all energy. And so if we stand in front of the mirror and we look in the mirror and we look beyond our skin and we look beyond our muscles and we look beyond our organs and we, we look beyond our molecules and, and, and all the essence of what makes us a physical being, what's left is energy. And, and, we are one of the biggest challenges that people don't people do is they just don't they ignore it they think without what they actually see back in the mirror is something that's hard and uh, and has texture whilst it does have hard texture that actually only represents less than one percent of who we are from a from a divine being and and we miss out on many opportunities for us to be able to create the lives that we want to create and, and quantum physics has proven that we actually spend 7.8 7 times per second within wholeness or within the divine. So we are ultimately always in creation. But part of the challenge of that is we don't build a relationship with the divine that's within. And I, and I was listening to a, a friend of mine, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I was on a retreat with him last week talking about this. Uh, and I just want to account for this because this was his story. Um, and he was talking about when we begin a relationship. So when we embark on a relationship with somebody new, we, we will make time for them. We will, we will wine them. We will dine them. We will buy gifts for them. We will immerse ourselves in the energy of who, who they are. And yet when we embark upon a journey with, with our divine selves, we don't do that. We get up in the morning and we, we whinge and we moan because something is not in our life and we live our life through lack. And we miss out on opportunities to connect with the divine that's within. And so if we embarked on a new relationship, it just started to nag the other person. And that relationship is not going to deliver the, the fruits and the joy and the wonderment of who you are as an individual and a divine being. So my journey um, in terms of working with the divine and the spiritual side of me started one from an intellectual place. And, you know, wanting to understand, you know, 
theoretically who I am, what I was about, even though I would have mystical experiences. And my earliest mystical experience, I remember at the age of seven, there was a little Norman boy would sit outside my bedroom watching over me. And every now and again, he will still come and sit. And whenever I've got challenges going through my life, or I'm going through some growth, he will be there and he'll watch over me and he'll keep me safe. And, and so I moved from an intellectual place of wanting to understand it more into a feeling place and then actually an embodying place. And where I am now in my life is truly embodying the divine that's within me. And, you know, yeah, every day, you know, there's a definitely human element of me. I get caught up in my programs and, but I don't allow my programs that are within me to get in my way. I sit and I work through the methodologies that I've put within the ego's code so that I can be more and more and more present and have more and more awareness within my life. Because when we experience a program or when we experience negativity in our life, what's happening is we are literally being triggered back to the past. And when we get triggered back to the past, we're reliving the past in the here and the now. So we're not actually present. And when we're not present, we then the physical body physical element of us goes into high stress. And so when we go into high stress, we go into high beta brainwaves. We can't think clearly. We can't breathe properly. And we actually then can't create the lives we want to create, let alone connect with the divine selves within us. So, you know, one of the biggest steps for me in my own journey was awareness and really observing what is going on um, within the field of energy around me rather than getting caught up with what is physically in front of me. But when I am with people and when I am with myself, I am now completely present. And I often talk to my girlfriend and I say, we need to be more present with each other. And, and then we just put everything down, devices down. We switch off TVs. We'll go out into nature or we'll go for a walk or we'll just sit and we'll be together and we'll be completely present and immerse ourselves in, in the energy of who we are as divine beings. And magic happens. And, and I remember saying, I was, I was in Copenhagen very, very recently with four very, very close um, uh, male friends. And we were just catching up. We hadn't seen each other for a couple of months. And they said, how are you? And I said, you know what? I said, for the very first time in my life, and I've just turned 47, it, I genuinely feel happiness i generally feel happy and there's so much chaos going on in my life right now and and i and i just said you know i, I feel it happy i said before i would intellectualize it and that's like the journey with the divine we go on this journey of intellectualizing seeking to understand letting go surrendering integrating embodying and then becoming and and it's a beautiful process to go through um and we just need to surrender to that and I, and I have a not a particularly pleasant story but i think it's quite a funny story if you'll indulge me um i was in uh, when i was in copenhagen a very very good friend of mine um called, called david he we were talking about meditation and when you meditate and you connect with the divine you should feel different before and after you do a meditation. And we were just talking about evolution and adapting and pushing our meditation so that we can go further and go deeper with the divine. And I said, I said, you need to let go. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, you just need to let go. I said, you're trying to control the outcomes. I said, the divine 
within you and around you and that flows through you knows you better than you know yourself. So get out of the damn way. And, and we had this conversation and then the four of us went to a theme park and we were on a roller coaster and he was in front of me with another friend and the roller coaster went round three times. And on each occasion it went round, he was sick. And he's never sick on a roller coaster. And, you know, and he was sick and he, said, and he came off and I said, there you go, there's the letting go. And he just looked at me and I said, now comes the surrender and the integration. And for the next hour or so, he was surrendering and integrating. And I said, and later on, in a couple of hours' time, you'll be embodying the divine within you because you want to go on that big, scary roller coaster that's there and you're just going to enjoy it and be in space of loving that. And, and he did exactly that. He just said that was just the most amazing and crazy journey through the day of letting go, surrendering, embodying, and then embracing life. And, and, and that's ultimately what happens with the relationship with the divine in my own experience. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. I love the parallels in our existence. My husband and I were teaching congruity to counterintelligence agents uh, when we were <laughs> in uh, teaching wow. the counterintelligence special agent course. And so, it, you know, the parallels are, um, it's, you know, slowly seeping into all the kind of genres in the world. So I love that. Well, let's remind people once more where they can go to find out more about you. Uh, yeah, please um, come to my website, Clayton John, J-O-H-N, Anger, uh, A-I-N-G-E-R.com. Uh, right at the top of my uh, website is a place where you can join my community. Come and join us, um, play and have some fun. Um, I have free meditations that are available for people on my website. There's a newsletter that comes out on a regular basis for people to learn more about themselves as, as well as the work that I'm doing. Uh, and people can follow me on Twitter, uh, Clayton J. Anger. And uh, those are the two main places I would recommend right now. Um, and you can follow me on Facebook as well, but primarily my website and Twitter are, are the two important ones right now. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us and for having the courage to step into that embodiment and congruity experience. Um, I certainly you know, kind of take my hat off to you and I honor your journey to get there. Um, so thank you for sharing that with our listeners today. Thank you for having me, Tony. I absolutely love being here. It was really great fun. So thank you for indulging my stories and having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing them. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.